I want to continue in the sermon series that uh, we have just begun. And uh, the series is called Our Ecclesiology. And just as a reminder, the word ecclesiology is a big, big word we use. We don't use it very often, but it's an important word for us to know. And that is, ecclesiology is the study and the theology of what it means to be the church. And that is something that I think is so important because that, what does the church mean? What does it mean to be the church can be answered in, in so many different ways by so many different people. But when we talk about this and we study this and we're aligned together and we all share in, 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 in the unison of the, and harmony of what we believe our church is to be, then we can accomplish even greater things for the kingdom of God. We just got done for five months studying our Christology. And our Christology is the foundation in which we build into our ecclesiology. And so now I believe that our church, we're ready to take the next steps in forming and fashioning who we are to be as the church. And so last Sunday, I began with three lessons on ecclesiology, just the, the basic foundations of what I believe is important and what the Bible teaches is important about the church. And the first one is that the church is people, right? Everybody say the church is people. I want everybody to understand that the church is not a building. This building that we meet in is called our sanctuary. And we meet here, but we are the church. Ecclesia, the called out ones. And then the, the second lesson that we taught was that Jesus is the head of the church. And because of that, we are the body of Christ, right? Jesus is the head of the church, and we are the body of Christ. And that's really going to be the lesson of my sermon today. Living into what it means to be the body of Christ. And then the third lesson that I shared last Sunday is that really the church is alive. The church is, I believe, an organism and not so much an organization. And the reason I believe that the church is an organism is because it's made up of you and me. And we are alive as well. And if an organism that is alive is, and, and if it is healthy, right? If a living organism is healthy, it'll grow naturally. You don't, you don't have to force it to grow our, our children, you didn't, I didn't have to step on my, my child's feet and grab their arms and stretch them every day. Th that's not how you grow children. The way you do that is you make sure they're healthy. You provide for them all of their needs. And when they're healthy, they grow up naturally. You don't have to force that. And that's the same as the church. We don't have to worry about growing the church. If the church remains healthy, it will grow naturally. And these three these three lessons are the foundations in which we build upon our ecclesiology, our, our study and theology of the church. And so this morning, I'm going to focus in on number two, um, that Christ is the head and we are the body. And it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. And in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, Paul says this, Paul, Paul the apostle, not Paul Slater. Just want to make sure everybody knows. The Apostle Paul says this. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. Okay? 
That's, that's important to know. You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you, if you have your Bibles, I just invite you to open it up. Just turn to there. If you have your phones, and I know all of you do, <laughs> get your phone out, open up the Bible app, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, okay, and meet me there. Because we're going to read from a portion of that scripture. Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul does something that I think is pretty cool. He gives us an anatomy and physiology lesson, right? How many of you guys were a biology majors in college? I see your hands. Yep. Okay. Here in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul gives us kind of a, 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 a lesson on anatomy and physiology. And, uh, and he explains in detail the way that uh, our body works and how we have different parts in the body and how every part of your body is essential. And then he correlates that to the body of Christ. And then he makes the connection that the church is the body of Christ. And just like your body, which has many different parts and each part is essential, he says, in the body of Christ, there are many different parts and every part is essential. And so, read, read with me, beginning at verse 18, if you have your Bibles open. Hear the word of the Lord today. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special attention. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And then here's the verse that we're looking at today. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. This is the word of the Lord for us today. So lesson two of our ecclesiology is that Jesus is the head of the church and we are the body of Christ. And this is so important for us to understand because we need to make sure we get the order of what Paul is teaching very, very clear. Jesus is the head, and we are the body. We cannot mix that up, because very often people try to do that. They do. Church, we are not the head. We are the body. Jesus is the head, and he always will be the head of the church. And we need to get this right. Because when we get this right, what Jesus said to Simon Peter 
when Simon truly identified who Jesus is, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And then the verse that Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. That right there. When we make sure that Jesus is the head and we serve as the body, the gates of hell will not overcome the church. And that is something that we got to continuously keep in mind. Because if we lose sight of this truth and we try to become the head, this is when the church runs into trouble. Because when you look into the scriptures and you look into the world, what you will find is that every single problem Every single problem we face in the church and in our world, from the beginning of time till this very day, is people trying to be God. People thinking that they can do what God only can do. And when we confuse the fact that we are the body and not the head, we, we run into every problem that we face in our world. It started with Adam and Eve believing the lie that if you just eat this fruit, you will be like God, knowing good from evil. The temptation to be like God is so great. Everybody wants power because when you have power, you can do whatever you want and God never intended for the church to do whatever it wanted. God always wanted the church to do what the head commands the church to do, what the head instructs the body to do. And so every disobedient act against God stems from people trying to be more and more like God. When they reject the authority of God and try to take authority for themselves, we call that sin in the life of this church. We want to call that out. We never, ever want to try to be what we never were created to be. We need to heed the word of the Apostle Paul when he tells us that in our relationships with one another, this is Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, in our relationships with one another, we should have the same mindset as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to grasp or something to take for their own advantage, right? Rather, he made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. This heart of humility that Jesus has he has, he has exemplified that for us. Instead of trying to reach for, trying to be like God, instead he served and he became humble. And this is the reason why, as you read on in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, that he was exalted to the highest place. And he was given the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, as the leader said, and every tongue confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord, And that is why today we recognize Jesus as the head of the church. It's because of his humble st status and his humble nature. And if Jesus is the head of the church, 
then we are the body of Christ. And that's why this is so important in our ecclesiology for us to understand. We are not the head. We are the body. But just because I say that we are the body of Christ, it's still vital and important because Jesus needs the body of Christ. Even the seemingly insignificant parts of the body are important. So I'm going to ask you this question today. What's your part in this body? I'm going to ask that several times because I want you to really think about that question. Because God has you here by a divine appointment. You're not here by accident, just so you know. God has a plan for his body. And he has a plan for each one of us to be a vital part of it. And you might think, I got nothing to offer. You know, what, who am I? Right? I mean, I felt like that in the past. What, what do I have? I'm just, I, I'm insignificant. But I will tell you that even the insignificant parts of your body are vitally important. So I took a, a little inventory of my own body and I said, what, what are the insignificant parts of my body? And I looked around and I looked down and I saw my, my, my pinky toe. Pretty insignificant, right? What, what is the pinky toe for? So I went on Google, right? <laughs> What's the pinky toe for? And so you know that little piggy that went wee, wee, wee all the way home? That's the one I'm talking about? I learned that your pinky toe is there to provide balance and propulsion when you move and walk. And I said, wow, I didn't know that. I thought it was just hanging off the side of my foot. And then I remembered one time when I slammed my pinky toe into the corner of the hallway and how it hurt so bad. And how many of you have ever hurt your pinky toe, right? You ha- we all have. Can you walk normally when your pinky toe is hurting? Oh, you, you limp mightily. You know why? Because your pinky toe is vital. It might seem insignificant, <laughs> But you jam that into the, into the hallway corner, <laughs> you will pay the price. And it hurts. And it reminded me, yes, the insignificant parts of our body play an important role. Another insignificant part, I thought, <laughs> I looked in the mirror. I said, my earlobes are insignificant, right? I mean, what are earlobes for? So I went on Google and I said, what are earlobes for? And Google told me that earlobes are where the blood vessels of your ear congregate. And because the blood flows there, that is what keeps your ears warm. Did you know that? It has a purpose to keep your... My ears are always cold. And if you guys look closely, you'll notice I don't have any earlobes. God said, Gordon, you're going to grow up in Hawaii. It never gets cold there. (laughs) I'm going to take the earlobes and give it to people who need them in warm places. (laughs) so our ecclesiology is so important right it's important because it tells us who we are and how we live as the church and so I, I share this lesson about the insignificant parts of the body because I'm sure people in our church might think who am I what do I have to offer I will tell you that you are significant. 
And you have an important part to play in our church. You are important because God has placed you here in this body. And God wants to use you in this body to glorify Him in this church. No one is here by accident. She said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Thank you so much. When I said, you are here by divine appointment, amen, amen, and amen. I should get more amens from all of you. Come on. (laughs) Thank you. You are here by divine appointment. Nobody's here by accident. You are a part of Mission Church. So I'm going to ask you again, what's your part? What part do you play? Do you have a part to play yet? Right? Here at Mission Church, our ecclesiology... The theology of our church is that each person has a part in our church to offer to God their act of service. And everybody needs to have a place to serve God. And we want you to serve in the area of your passion and of your gifts and of your skills. What are you passionate about? What what do you find interesting that you want to get involved in? That's where we want you to serve. We don't want you to serve in areas where, yeah, I don't want to do that, Pastor, and I force you to do it anyway. That's not what we're going to do. We want you to serve in the area of your passions. So if you're passionate about children, then go see Renata. This summer we have vacation Bible school, and she needs lots of helpers. And we have the nursery, and we have children's ministry. Go see. If if you're passionate about about teens go go see eric eric would love your help and your interest in working with our young people and raising them up if you have a passion for missions please go see barry because barry will point you in the way of how you can serve god in great ways in missions whether it's going to be overseas Or right here in San Diego, there's opportunities for missions over and over and over again. If you love to teach, go see Colleen Hartman. She's our our Sunday school superintendent. And she will find places for you to use the gifts and the interests that you have so that you can teach for Jesus here at Mission Church. And if you're passionate about washing cars, come talk to me. (laughs) I have a place for you. If you, have a play, if you have a heart for worshiping God, come talk to Kelly. There's places for every single person in the life of our church. Because our ecclesiology, we must know that we are, we, we have, we are important and we have an important role to play in the body of Christ. Because like Reuben Welch used to say, We really do need each other. We need to support each other. We need to care for each other. We need to celebrate each other. That's why we celebrated Paul and Alita. Because Paul could come up here and just stand here. And and this would be the sermon. His life. Thank you, Paul and Alita, for your example for ministry and and, and your willingness to go where God calls you to go and do what God calls you to do because that is exactly what a healthy body does. A healthy body works in harmony 
with each other, to accomplish the tasks that come from the head. And when the head says to walk, it's not just the feet and the legs that engage, but your arms engage to keep balance and you walk. That's what the whole body is, in, is engaged with that. Because if I walk this way, wouldn't that look weird? Because that's not how we walk, right? There's a way to walk. And how we do it matters. Because our head tells our body what to do. And we can walk naturally. And, and when, a, when a body is healthy, and a body is working like it ought to work, then it's, it's normal. It's natural. And it's what gives us good health. But I will tell you, that when a body does not obey and follow what the head instructs and commands it to do, then there are problems. There are problems in the church if that's what happens. And when you look out into the world, when we don't obey God's commands, that's where all the problems come from. But we're talking about our ecclesiology. And so even in the church... When, 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 when we decide that we don't want to follow the command of the head of the church, then the body, is, the body becomes unhealthy. In fact, I'm not, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a biologist, but I have come to understand and know that in the human body, when the human body fights against itself, sometimes it happens. When the human body does things to harm itself when it's not supposed to, that's unhealthy. It's called an autoimmune disease, right? And maybe there are some people in our church that struggle with some autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis and lupus is another. The body attacks itself. It's not the way it's supposed to be. It's unnatural, it's unhealthy. And yet, there are times when this is what the church does to itself. When the body of Christ harms itself. I want you to know that it is not normal for the church to function this way. It is unhealthy. And that's when you know that there is a problem, a disease in the church. Jesus warned us about this. In Luke chapter 11, verse 17, Jesus knew their thoughts. And he said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. Clear as day, exactly what Jesus is talking about. Because in the church, when there is hatred or discord or jealousy or fits of rage... It's like there's an autoimmune disease that has happened in the church. It's not healthy. And an unhealthy church will not grow. In fact, Jesus says it will fall. An autoimmune disease in the church is when the church hurts itself. And you know what? You can tell. You can tell when there's disease in the church. Because when you enter the church, you can feel. That word disease is a compound word. It's dis-ease. 
There is a lack of ease in the church. When you walk into a place, a church, a house of worship of God, and, and it is diseased with an, with an autoimmune deficiency, a disease, because it's fighting against itself, you will feel the tension. You will feel the division. You will feel the strife. And Jesus says that any church that is divided like this is not healthy. It is filled with disease. And Jesus says those churches will fall. And do you know who is most impacted by churches that fall? Jesus is impacted because he is the head of the church. And we, as the body of Christ, represent him. We represent Jesus. And this is why our ecclesiology is so important. How do we live? How do we function? How do we, how do we relate to one another? All impacts how the world sees us and whether or not we will be healthy or we will be diseased. Everything about who we are, how we live, will either honor Jesus and draw people near or dishonor Jesus and repel the world. So, going back to my question, do you have a place of service in this church? That's such an important question because it all comes back to how we live into what we do, and how we serve. Because if you do have a place of service, then I would like, as your pastor, to thank you and ask that you continue to do the great work that you are doing and invite others to join you who are like-minded with the same heart and passion that you have so that we can, we can find places for people to plug into the life of this church. Keep up the good work that is healthy. If you do not have a place of service, then can I encourage you? Would you find a place? I'll be happy to help. Or you can ask the people who are leading areas of ministry, what, what, are, you, what are you passionate about? How can you serve this church? Even our children can serve this church. And they do beautifully. And if you don't know what your place is, then, then volunteer and experiment. I, I don't know what I want to do, but maybe I'll try greeting for a season. I'll try teaching Sunday school for a season. Pastor, I'll join you in the kitchen to cook with you for a season. Whatever it is, but find that place so that you can be used by God in a powerful way. Volunteer. Find a place. Because I will tell you this. In my experience, and all I can speak for is my experience, the most rewarding and life-giving experience that I have had in the life of the church is when I have found the place to give the best of me to serve others and in turn glorify God. That's the sweet spot. When I have found a way to give the best of me to serve others.
for the glory of God. You know what that is? That's one of the greatest forms of health in the life of the church. And that's what I want to pray that we can experience. Just to be in that sweet spot where the passions that I have as a person can be fulfilled and lived out in serving others for the common good of the body of Christ. And in turn, God is honored and glorified. That is good living in the church. And it adds so much health to the church. So my encouragement to you is find that place and joyfully give yourself to God in serving others. Yesterday, (laughs) there were 15 people who answered a call to volunteer to go and serve at the Living Waters Church uh, downtown. And uh, we put it in the bulletin. We made a few announcements. And uh, we got a van load of people. Some people met us there. And 15 people from our church went down and did exactly that. They gave the best of who they were to help others they didn't even know for the glory of God. And uh, Kathy Brown, I don't know if you're here. I see you right there. Kathy Brown made this little video. I'd like to share it with you. This is work day to Living Waters Church downtown San Diego. So it's the homeless. And so the chairs are being cleaned, clothes are being sorted. Other people are working while I'm coming. This is Barry, he's doing a stomp. And they're standing, cleaning windows, backing. And this is a district-wide effort. And Greg is working, organizing. And the kitchen is getting cleaned. So mats are cut down when it rains, and the homeless sleep in here. Pretty simple, right? Show up and stomp on boxes. (laughs) Paint some walls. Yesterday, I got to do some tile work. I repaired some tile in the bathroom of one of the restrooms. I'd never done that before. I learned so much. And our teens, Eric brought some teens, and they painted the, the, the restrooms there. And now... One of the teens, CJ, said, I've never done this before. This is so much fun. If you need some help painting, (laughs) buy big swaths of drop cloth and invite CJ to help you paint. And if you need some tile work, buy a huge swath of drop cloth and call Barry because he's really good at it. (laughs) No. Giving yourself away is one of the most beautiful things you can do to find the joy that Jesus wanted us to have and the health that the church desperately needs. Now, this is a two-part sermon series, two-part sermon. And I I wrote the second part, but I I don't have time to preach it today, but I will preach it soon. And that's the other part of what it means to be the body of Christ. And this all comes in this series of our ecclesiology. And I pray, I want to pray with us today that each of us, 100% of the church, will find a way to give the best of who we are to serve others for the glory of God. Would you pray with me? 
Father in heaven, thank you for today. Another day of great celebration where we get to honor the two people who were baptized for the glory of God. I pray your favor and blessing upon Paige and Carrie today. Thank you for their work in our preschool and what they're doing there. But thank you, God, for what you're going to do in them here at Mission Church. And thank you for Paul and Alita, a lifetime of service. We are distinguishing them, Lord God, because 54 years is a long time. And yet I know that the years ahead of them, all that they will do is continue to give their lives in service to you. Lord, may your favor and blessing fall upon them and bless them, Lord God. And for our church, God, today, my prayer is that we ask ourselves that good question, what's my part here? What are my gifts and strengths? I am not insignificant because every part matters to God and we all play a role. So I pray, Lord God, you help us find a place to serve you giving our best to it, that we might bless others and honor you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.